race in America. More than 150 years after the Civil War, the people of the United States are still struggling to create a more perfect union with liberty and justice for all. And more than 50 years after the civil rights struggle, where racism and segregation were exposed for all the world to see, it seems politicians and media pundits give us a daily reminder of our race's past and present. So let's take some time to explore what is happening on the home front and to listen to various views. Joining us for the conversation are the hosts of the I Hear You podcast, Pastors Alex McFarland and Odell Cleveland. Both are also authors, professors, and speakers. Their goal is to end prejudice and racism in our society by listening and understanding differing views. Gentlemen, thank you both for taking the time for this discussion. Odell, I'd like to begin with you. Because as a preteen, I participated in a civil rights march with my parents in Michigan. And I never thought then that more than 50 years later, we'd be struggling with race issues in our country. So haven't we come a long way since the 1960s? Why are we having this discussion today in 2021? You know, first, thank you for having us on the show. And I think we definitely have come a long way since that time. But I think that we've, last couple of years, we've taken some steps backwards Racism is part of, you know, America, but at the same time as Christians, I think that as we continue to talk to each other and talk about those things amongst each other that we talk about behind closed doors, a lot of times it's very awkward to talk about race. A lot of times it's not politically correct. And for the most part, we're just very cautious on what we say, how we say it. Do we call a black person African-American? Do we call them black? Do we call them colored? What do we say? And if we say the wrong thing, is there any room for grace? Or is there any room to back up and get it right? Or just one word out of my mouth will, be, will I be labeled a racist? And I think that we use that term racist just far too frequently because a lot of times we ask on our show, it's like, you know, I'm questioning you, not like you're on the witness stand, but I'm questioning you for a better understanding, because in a lot of cases, we just don't understand each other. But what we found, though, is hard to hate up close. If you know someone and you're talking to them and trying to build a relationship, a genuine relationship, it's just hard to hate up close. It's all about relationship, isn't it, gentlemen? Uh, Alex, why now? It seems we have daily reminders about race from our politicians, from mainstream media, on social media. Why do you think it's happening now? I think a part of the reason that there's racism in America now is because we have lost our moral compass. We, we, from no-fault divorce to abortion to no legal protection for the unborn to now, you know, transgenderism, I mean, to believe that that neighbor who's different from me is a human being made in the image of God, worthy of respect, value, dignity, worthy of my friendship and love. I mean, you, you really only get those values when you believe in morals and God. And morals and God have almost been erased from our public consciousness. That's, in my opinion, a large part of why racism still exists. Well, then I've got to ask you both. I'm sure all races of people may have differing views on this, but do you think America is a racist society? If so, why? I think that it's systemic racism in, in America. 
I think that America is the best country in the world. Capitalism is the best thing. And I think that in America, you could be anything you want to be. It's a lot of opportunities. Now, on the other side of it, because since mankind is not without sin, I see racism as a sin. The Bible talks a lot about you won't be able to make it without a spot or wrinkle. But we see racism, not a spot or wrinkle, but a stain. It's a stain on us. And how can we make it in heaven if we have a stain? Now, we have to be careful when we say, you know, for every black person um, hate white people and every white, pe white person hate a black person. That's not true. It's a lot of genuine relationships out there, but it's a lot of when we don't understand each other, then we fill it in with, well, they must be a this or they must be a that. So to your point, America has systemic races, racism, but America is not a racist country per se, because I love America. Uh, a lot of people love America, and I wouldn't trade America for any other country in the world. And I think most Americans would acknowledge the sin of slavery, but I must tell you, it's not unique to the USA. I've traveled to much of the world, and I even interviewed former slaves in Sudan, Arabs enslaved black Africans there. They're still doing it. And it's still happening today in many countries, and it's occurred since the dawn of humanity. I know St. Patrick was a Brit who was enslaved by other whites, the Irish. It seems slavery has not been restricted to one people, group, or color, yet America's demonized. Might there be a bigger agenda here to divide our nation and people over race? What do you think, Alex? I would say, to your point, that the left does have a vested interest in dividing America. And so what goes on in Washington and what goes on in the classrooms, uh, that, that's in, in many ways removed from a lot of our lives. But what Odell and I are saying is that every last one of us can be intentional and proactive about making friendships with those around us. And, uh, you know, when, when I first met Odell, uh, I, his church, which is Mount Zion Baptist Church, which is uh, probably the largest predominantly African-American church in North Carolina, one of the largest, and it's a great church, one of the largest, you know, predominantly black churches in the country, as far as I know. So even though I, I didn't know Odell personally prior to about 14 months ago, um, but I knew his church. So I knew if Odell came from Mount Zion Baptist Church, I knew he's going to be a good man because you know, that's a great church. But nevertheless, while we have a lot of similarities, we are different in some ways. Um, he's a Democrat, I'm a Republican. So I thought at, at the very least, we're gonna have some interesting conversations, but we made a decision that we were gonna be friends together. And it's, it is and is becoming a, an incredibly rich friendship. We wanna say to people, make friends with people that are different than you. But when you begin to grow friendships, you, you can't help but care about people. And when people care, good things happen. Okay, gentlemen, when we return, we'll discuss what can be done to bring unity and racial reconciliation to America. And we'll take a look at what might be the most segregated place and day of the week in the United States when we come back.